You're listening to Coaching Presence, the podcast that will help you become a better coach. I'm Mariana Wright, and it's my pleasure to introduce some truly inspirational guests to share their learning with you. Um, we are back here again with Mariana Wright, who, of course, is a coach mentor and former ICF Ireland chapter president. And she's got some really good high credibility <laughs> to talk about coaching and the art of coaching and, and obviously building coaching um, as a profession. And today what we're going to talk about is, is um, thriving, thriving as a coach, because you know, it, it, it's, not, um, it's not unknown, you know, it's quite common knowledge that for many people entering the coaching industry, they don't end up building or thriving as a coach. You know, some get um, overwhelmed and overburdened and burned out to one degree, while others, on the other hand, uh, can never actually make enough money as a coach. So there's lots of reasons why um, a portion of us never get to thrive as a coach, but then there are there are those that really do. So I'd love to hear your thoughts, Mariana, on you know those that do end up uh, thriving as a coach and those that maybe get bogged down in something and don't ever start to live the dream that I think they got into coaching in the first place for. Um, so welcome, welcome, welcome yet again. And I've been enjoying this conversation. I've had a lot of feedback from people too, Marianne, actually saying I've really been digging these conversations. Cool. I'm glad to hear it. And um, of course, oh, please go. No, I was just going to say that, that this whole um, conversation is exactly what you were just saying, Vanessa. It's about the fact that I think we go into coaching for a reason. For most of us, we go into a coaching because going to coaching because we really believe well, we've experienced it and we think it's amazingly powerful. And we want other people to have that experience. We want to help people. <clears throat> Some of us then define a niche based on exactly the kind of people that we want to help um, and support. And yet the reality of coaching is it's not just coaching. I know I set out the five duties before, but I think that's key to this, that that to thrive as a coach, we're not don't just think that you're going to be coaching. I hear, and I know from talking to you, Vanessa, uh, you hear similar kind of two big stumbling blocks. Mm. One of them is the, the focus on, um, I can't do this until I've got the certificate. I can't do that till I've got this next qualification. I'm not good enough yet. I need to clock up, you know, the certificate junkie type mentality. Um, I hear that a lot. And I think I'm Possibly I was in one of those categories. You know, oh, were I, you? <laughs> I get clients until. Um, yes. And the fact is that you can't coach until you get clients. So you need to get over that one because you're not a coach unless you have clients. It's, it's a kind of a pipe dream. Mm. Um, and there's also uh, coaching, coaching, coaching all the time, but without a business or without, you know, the, the, uh, the peak and trough type coach where you're not focusing on building your business sustainably. So you're very, 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 very busy working crazy hours and then the next minute you have no clients because you finished a project and you weren't consistent in your marketing message. I think those are the two big barriers to thriving and where people get stuck in what I would call kind of survival mode, that you're still working the day job, you're perhaps doing courses at night and you're not making that transition or you're thrown into the coach, 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 but it's not sustainable. So you actually don't know where next month's mortgage payment's coming from because you're just stuck there in the moment, not looking after. Um, there's a lot of inconsistency yeah. through a lot of coaches with, with their income. You know, they, you, they do talk about the, the ups and the downs with the months and a lot of people aim to get those consistent months, which often don't come. It's, and what do they call it? Like the, the boom and bust type of thing that yeah. goes on? You know, I, and I've been, I've had that experience as well. It, for a long time, I was coaching alongside work, alongside a salaried job. And it was quite nice because you had some money to rely on. You could invest a lot in your coach business. You know, I'd spent a fortune on training and I didn't wasn't really paying close, close attention to my 
accounts, um, you know, realizing that it was a rather expensive hobby rather than a business. And then the, but there is a middle ground. I had some fantastic advice 10 years ago when I moved to Ireland, which was from um, the local business advisors. You know, they kind of set up and they, they gave you some mentoring and they gave you some uh, training about how to do your accounts, which was very useful because, as I said last time, do your own accounts, mm. uh, at least for a while. And she just said, get some bread and butter money in. Get something in. Know what your expenses are. Get something in that you know will cover those expenses while you're making that transition. And then, you know, that frees you up. And actually, I was doing a lot of travelling for coaching. And I think I told this told you this last time. When I did my tax return, I realised that the cost of travelling didn't add up to the benefits. You know, that being away from family, the expenses of staying away and all of that stuff, it didn't add up. And I changed my business model. So go back to the original question of thriving. I think we get stuck in survival mode as coaches. You know, we're, we're coaching, we're, we're, or we're going to coaching classes, or we're learning, or we're reading books about coaching. We think we're a coach. But making that journey from, from surviving to thriving takes an understanding of the landscape. This is why I've, I've developed the Coach's Roadmap. It's understanding these five duties of being a coach. And it's also a bit about setting a destination. It's understanding for you, what does thriving mean? Yeah, I put the link there, everyone, too, if you're watching this right now, to the webinar, which Mariana will go into way more detail about this. Um, so you just said it's understanding what thriving is. Yeah. That could be different for all of us, isn't it? Because exactly. my idea of thriving may not be the next person's. Uh, my idea of thriving is not being overwhelmed with too many clients, having that nice balance where I have the good income coming in. But of course, I've got a lot of time because I'm a horse girl like you. I have a lot of time to be out training and working with the horses and doing all that sort of stuff and also the wildlife caring so my idea of thriving as a coach is actually having the income that enables the lifestyle that I am accustomed to and it's a very simple lifestyle but it's not exactly if any as any horse owner knows cheap <laughs> exactly that you know we all have our and I think that's one of the first steps it's pick Pick a destination. Mm. What does thriving mean to you? For me, I'm similar. I've got four horses. Being able to look after them and not panic too much if I get a vet bill is, is my yeah. number one priority. If, um, I know, um, I know some of the people that you know follow me and are used to me in this group, you know, because I won't be for our online meetup tomorrow and I have my trusty assistant and team manager, Jill Hartley, will be looking after the meetings as she has been doing every second. Um, second week and people will know that's because I'm running up and down where I am right now uh, a four-hour trip down and then four hours back a stay overnight because of my horse uh, undertaking chemo for cancer of all things and it's like I remember the days when I first started out as a coach you know and I was in that survival mode that you're talking about where being able to do this and the cost involved because it's you know it's literally not a cheap exercise horses are expensive to treat in the first place then you have something like this chemotherapy which you know like the vet said for some horses is they just can't go there because it's so costly having the ability to be able to look at that and go yes i can do it to me that is yeah. where i wanted to be mariana to not have to turn down some sort of life-giving treatment where we before I might have had to be able to say when I was in survival mode there's no way as much as I love her I could do that so that for me is in a place of I'm where I want to be you know and for some people though it might be I want to have a multi-million dollar business and become a big name like Tony Robbins but my scope isn't there but each of our scopes is no less as important as the other, is it? I think that a really useful exercise to do is to do some sort of values exercise and really understand what, what um, sings to your values. Mm. So for some people, the um, wanting to have a lot of money 
is about the wanting to be able to buy stuff. It's the, um, you know, the, the external recognition through wealth. For mm. other people, wanting to have a lot of money is about family security. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's worth unpicking even the, even the money value. For me, it's not having to worry too much about vet bill. Um, and probably the same for you. Same for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, or <clears throat> if the fridge breaks down, I can buy one or get a repairman in without it being the end of the world, that kind of stuff. You know, I have, I have enough to be comfortable. But, but people have a different, a different definition of what that is. So for some people, being a coach, actually, when, they, when the reality pans out, it doesn't tick the box because they wanted recognition, for example. And actually, I think most coaches are kind of the unsung heroes. Yeah. It shouldn't be all about us. It's not really about fame. Um, you know, some people make a name for themselves because of that. But for other people, you know, that, that was a bit of a realisation for me. I'm helping leaders become really good leaders. Yes, I have some recognition from other coaches that I work with. But the actual coaching work I do is pretty um, below the radar. I'd agree. I have this gorgeous friend, Jen Cudmore. Many people will be familiar with Jen. Um, but she likes to uh, coach our future leading coaches and business people as well. So the future leaders like you do. And she doesn't actually want to be the big name or the recognition. She mm. wants to be, what were her words? She wants to be kind of like the powerhouse behind their light. Do you know what I mean? The, the yeah. light lighting up their light. It, that weren't her words, but I, I remember what she was saying. Um, what was it? The secret weapon. She I love that. The secret weapon. And I remember that. And I was thinking, you know, I'm a little bit like that because though I have some recognition, it's only because I built, you know, a decent sized group. And I've been like you, I've been around for a while as well. And I was heavily involved in the coaching community in Australia um, at one of the big coaching schools. So I've built some sense of recognition about that. But did I get into this for recognition? Hell no. <laughs> Not at all. And I don't think there's that many coaches that actually do, to be honest. Most of us like being the secret weapon behind yeah. a better relationship or, you know, the better business or whatever it is that we're coaching on. This is an interesting one, isn't it? Because in effect, a good coach is the secret weapon. Mm, it's a good on one hand way. on the other hand if you are too good at being the secret weapon no one knows who you are yeah. and, and, no, and no one comes to you for coaching so there's a balance here and I think this why I do what I do Mariana exactly for that very reason it was like some of the best coaches that I knew out there and I mean they were the top best highly trained coaches you name it and they could just shift anything they never got, hardly got any clients because nobody knew who they were. So you are exactly right. Meanwhile, yeah. and I remember my um, first mentor saying this to me. He said, some of the worst coaches he's ever come across are really well-known and get yeah. to clients because they do a lot of the, um, the marketing, the, the, the whole presence building. And I thought, wow. <laughs> it is about balance but it's about understanding your values so is it fame that you want is it recognition and I think recognition is slightly different it's <clears throat> being kind of acknowledged for what you do well you know I think there's that piece in there it's uh, and I know in surveys about employees recognition is more important to most employees than uh, promotion or salary so recognition does tick a lot of boxes and sometimes when you're working for yourself and you are the secret weapon you don't get recognized so how might you get recognised in a way when you're working for yourself and you're not really the superstar because it's your client who is? How might you? Um, so it's worth unpacking these values if you want to go from surviving to thriving. You know, is it about security? Uh, is it about um, something about giving back? You know, what, what's important here? That will help you define your niche and... Um, your niche and the kind of work you do the kind of people you want to work with and what your focus is going to be you know one of my big things was flexibility and actually that's when I realize that I'm getting it wrong that's my red flag so at the moment you know we'll go back to horse conversation I've got four horses one of them I've got a mare and foal and this last week the foal went lame 
And I realised that right now, the next few weeks, I'm really busy. So I've had to bite the bullet and pay somebody to take the foal into livery to really look after him. And then I'm, I'm, this is my red flag. This is the love of my life. I'm paying somebody else. I've got the money to be able to pay somebody else. But actually, uh-uh. so that's my kind of, no, I need to rein back in the work. Yeah. Yeah. Balance is going off kilter here for me. Yeah, yeah. The, if it was summer in Ireland, I'd be okay, but it's like short nights, it's winter, so it's daylight hours that I'm short of at the moment. So I need to readjust quickly. It's that kind of stuff. It's having your own your own barometer in place to realise when things are going wrong for you. Am I working crazy hours? Am I tired? Self-care, we've talked about. This is one of the five duties. You can't thrive as a coach unless you look after yourself. That's yeah, and that's true because you know you see a lot of coaches and they might have lots of clients, um, but they're doing um, you know they've got twenty clients going back to back nonstop, uh, and then they end up doing burnout. I've actually heard of the coach burnout because yeah. they overload themselves with a lot of clients, um, especially I'm talking about in the one to one back to back one to one region. Yeah. So yeah, I think that that brings up another point, Vanessa, which is. A lot of people setting out on the journey to being a coach assume that coaching full-time is where they want to be. And I would say for most people, if you've tried it, it's it's not a comfortable place to be. Coaching back-to-back clients is not great. It's not great for you as the coach. It's not great for your client. Um, and it also doesn't allow the other duties, the getting the business and the looking after yourself. It doesn't, you know, developing yourself. Doesn't, there's no space for that. So I think it's yeah, you'd be what it's going to be. Where's the balance for you? Yeah, you'd mm-hmm. just be working all the time, wouldn't you? It'd be yeah. like at some sort of like nine to five job and then doing this nonstop. Um, that was one thing I realised when I entered this, Mariana, that I did not want to do. Um, and so I put a boundary around the number of coaches, I mean, the number yeah. of clients that I would take on. Um, but some people just you know they think oh I want a full 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 one-to-one coaching practice and I guess maybe for some people it works but then if it's not working for you what would you suggest if they find on I've got one client at the moment and she has actually said to me I can't take on any more one-to-one so when we started she had no clients she's like I just need to get some one-to-one okay we'll do that within a few months it wasn't that long we had got her totally booked and she's just said no I can't take on any more um, so what do you suggest? I mean, I know what to do with her on that other aspect, but in terms of thriving as a coach, what do you would, would you say to someone? I think it depends on, on how you work best. For me, what I do is I chunk my time. Mm-hmm. So I have three days a week that are client days. And actually, I'm cutting that back. Um, I'm going to cut that back down because I'm working with a lot of people from America and the time zone means that if I'm working, like having a conversation like this with you and then I'm working with people from America, that's a very long day. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm chunking my time. So I have three days a week. Well, it's going to be two and a half days a week, which are my one-to-one clients. Then I have some group programs and I will offer those one morning. And then I think it depends on where you're at with your business. I think you need to devote at least half a day a week to maintain your business and to build it a bit. Um, for me at the moment, I'm devoting more time to that. Last year, my real focus was on professional development and that took up a lot of time and that needs to take along this year. But actually in terms of chunks of time, um, it's not as much as it was. I've deliberately, I'm like this year, I'm just gonna build a little bit. Next year, I'll go back to, me but everything needs to tick along this is why this roadmap idea is quite useful because there's a lot of planners that I'll give people it'll just help people keep a track of what they're doing to fulfill each element of being a coach and making sure there's a balance there and knowing that things you know okay this month I really this is tax return month I need to focus on this element this month here it's the credential renewal month so I need to focus on you know it it just depends on what's going on for you and, you know, like I said, the middle at the moment, it's the middle of winter in Ireland, dark and gloomy. In the summer, I strip back my diary. So I'm outside as much as I can be. Yeah. yeah. I do the same in school holidays when my daughter's off school. And I know she's going to be home all day because I do the same thing, strip it right back. Um, yeah. So I might do a few little things. Um, but, 
yeah, stripping it right back. I'm like you, like I've batched my clients into just the one-to-ones into three days. And then I have a couple of group programs going around that. Uh, the rest of the time, and I actually only am usually working from say 12 noon to four when my daughter gets off a school bus on Monday to Thursday. Friday is, and I learned this mistake because remember we talked about finances and that. What happened with me is that, and I, and I love that it's one of your, one of your elements of the roadmap that we need to take care of. One thing that happened to me in my days was for several years, I got so busy with clients and group programs and doing the creating and those aspects of the coaching business that I actually didn't do the finances, got behind with all the book work, the tax returns, you name it, because three months would pass or six months, and I realized, oh, I haven't done my VAS. And so everything just got put behind. So a couple of years ago, I just decided that's it. Fridays are that day where if I need to yeah. do some book work or something like that, or I've got to do the invoices, and I've got to put in the, in the um, statement for the government and all that sort of stuff, it's done on that day. I literally, like you said, had to carve it out or else it just did not yeah. get done. <laughs> I was like two years behind on um, <laughs> on giving. I mean, here in Australia, you know, uh, it would be different for anyone else from where you're listening at. But as you know, you've got to do your taxes, you've got to do your finances, you've got to give the reports to the government and see what you end up having to tax. And I was like two years behind because I just didn't prioritise that aspect because I thought that I, um, you know, I just had so many clients and stuff going on. It was just one thing that happened for me. And I know you're going to address things like this and, and how people can actually thrive as a coach in all those aspects in the webinar, which, guys, I've put the link here. You'll see it streaming live. It's there for you to sign up for. I think it's important to work out what works for you. Now, I've mentioned this to you before. I think that I'm the world's worst scheduler. So I'm somebody – last week <laughs> I had two clients and I was um, – I contacted them to say, you know, I was expect. I hope everything's okay because you're not in, in the meeting. And I had the wrong week, and that's not unheard of for me. You know, I was I was looking at the wrong page in my diary. Um, it's not that I'm not organised, but I have a real block about dates. I will be at the hotel and I booked the night before. Been, I've been at the airport. The plane's gone. Honeymoon. We turn up. The ferry's chugging off into the distance to our lovely, lovely <laughs> honeymoon hotel. We arrive at three in the morning after the next ferry. You know. It's something that I have a block about and actually chunking time helps because I know I don't, I own, there's only three days that I have. And then I, you know, I have these clients and actually even on those three days, I have to make sure that I don't block, especially when you have one of these systems where people can block your time. You need to go in and manually decide, okay, out of this day, which chunk am I working? I need to make sure I have a break here. Yeah. I think we noticed the difference. I'm, we're still locked down in Ireland. And I noticed a difference talking to people around the world that were locked down, that where you're commuting to work or used to the travel to work, then you have this break, a mental break, where you're on the way to work, you're starting to think about what you need to do for that day, you're perhaps checking your email on your phone, you're getting your head in gear. On the way home from work, you're downloading from the day, writing your mental to-do list, and you're planning what you're going to cook for tea kind of stuff. When people are working from home, none of that happens. And when you're coaching from home, that stuff, that things can merge. So you can be about to face a client, you've got a 15 minute gap, you rush off and you stick a load of washing in the machine and you turn up for your client and you are not present. So I think we need to factor all of this in. Know yourself and how you are. You know, I know what I'm like. I'm the person that kind of leaves till the last minute and, you know, I'm up there kind of running out, you know, feed the horses or whatever, rushing back in. That sounds but like I know that. I'm <laughs> My clients, I am always like, I'll be five minutes. I'm just going to rush out between and feed the horse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, know yourself and know what's important to you. What's a realistic time to get? You know, how do you want to plan your day? What needs to happen here? And actually, the key to this, Vanessa, is you're in control. Mm. You don't have to say yes to everything. You're just, you are creating how you want to live. It's no good thinking, oh, well, next month I'm going to focus on this. Right now. How do you want to live your life? How do you want to turn up as a coach? Yeah. So what's some of the things you're going to be leading us through on the free training slash webinar, whatever people want to call these 
these days. Um, I know, or is it a masterclass? I don't really know the difference. And I'm not oh. comfortable with the idea of master anyway, so I'm going for webinar. Choose your word. Everyone's different. I, you know what I actually call mine, Mariana, because I like, oh, I don't want to use webinar and I don't want to just use free training because everyone says that. And masterclass, I'm not that good with. And I thought, brilliance class. That's what I call mine. And you come on the brilliance I like that. <laughs> I like that. Thing. I should go and trademark it because I made that yeah. one up because I have the Brilliance Realm, which is the little membership uh, thing. I love the idea of brilliance being, um, you know, the spotlight, it's brilliance and that. So I came up with my own word. So if anyone, if you're struggling with what to call your webinars or your free training, make your own little word about it. That's kind of branded. A signature style. system. <laughs> A signature <laughs> system. I like it. Yeah. And that's exactly what the webinar is going to be. It's introducing the coach's roadmap, which is my, you know, I've got a full program about that, which, you know, at some point, if anyone wants to do, it'd be lovely to have you. That's starting on the 1st of March. The webinar is introducing this idea of coach's roadmap. So it's bringing together the ideas that we've talked about, these five duties. And I've got a whole load of planners and things that I will give you as part of, you know, oh, so we'll coming on to the Yeah, I've got a plan to thrive ebook, which has got some, some stuff. That, that will help you track. So what I'll be talking about are the five duties, and I'll be really talking about these ideas of planning your time to make sure that you address them all. Because if you want to go from surviving to thriving, you really need a clear idea of destination. Where do you want to be as a coach? And then some kind of pit stops along the way to help you get there. But I don't believe you can do that unless you keep track of the five duties. And I will go into detail about that on the day. You know, I need, you need to address this stuff in order to get there and understand your values as well. So this thing about, is it recognition? Is it fame? Is it security? What's going on? What's, what's un underneath all of this? And if you have a clear vision for what to, where you want to be, then you're going to help to navigate that path a lot easier. Yeah, I love that you're going to give us some goodies on it. <laughs> I remember the first online course I did and they said you get a free workbook and I was expecting it to arrive in the post and I was really because I love stationery <laughs> I was so disappointed <laughs> so this is an ebook I'm making making that clear there won't be a package arriving for you but I do love that you know the idea of free goodies yes it's um there's some some things that you can just print off and use again and again and again I was using them a lot just to kind of make sure that I'm quite a visual person just to make sure that each bit of the five duties is addressed, you know, and just to look at an overview of a week. Is there some balance there? You know, obviously, some days you have a different focus than others, but over a week, certainly over a month, you need to have balance, else you won't thrive. No. No. <laughs> um, I'm going to stir the pot a little bit. And as I said, I encourage everyone to join um, and, and come join myself because I'm actually going to um, go along to this webinar of Mariana too. I'm, I'm just fascinated with the work that you do and, and she's a true coach mentor. Um, so really, really worth. And as I said, former, uh, still heavily involved with the ICF, former um, Ireland president, uh, Ireland chapter president of the ICF. So you will get you know, top-notch guidance from Mariana around this field. And plus the goodies is a nice little touch as well <laughs> that we'll get on that on the webinar. You might find your own word for it one day. <laughs> I had a client the other day and she was like, I don't like it. I don't know if I want to use the webinar word. And I said, you've got to make up your own then. Yeah, I think that's really good advice because I had the whole debate about master because it's just so gendered, isn't it? And the opposite to master is mistress, which has got a whole load of other connotations that we don't really want. You know, so, um, we, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> our mistress class. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? But you don't want to Google that. <laughs> anyway. Um, you know, I've had a client come to me just a couple of days ago and I was going, oh, you know, um, and so I'll go into it and we'll just kind of get your thoughts around this. It'll be interesting to see. I didn't really know how to respond to it the other. And I said, I said I would word, read it word to word. So just let me get my image up. But I had a client contact me and, and they had been in a, another Facebook group for coaches. It's actually run by a, a marketer more than anything. Um, and basically telling people 
Hang on, I'll get the image up. Just bear with me, people. I've got to find my photographs. And I know I've got it here. Okay. So he saw in the group many people kind of saying, because this uh, marketing guy is selling a program for coaches to turn them into coaches and sell their first um, program. And some one, people were writing things like, I've never trained as a coach. I have no idea how to coach someone. I don't really what I'm doing here. And the response from the marketer selling the program said something like, well, can you do something like help someone set up a Facebook group? If you can do that or anything else like that, just something simple and easy, buy my program, follow the program, make your first three to five K of sale and welcome, call yourself a coach. So I thought that I, I got a little bit annoyed by that, like just telling someone who is blatantly saying, I've got, and, and I'm going to say, you know, certification isn't everything. There's a lot of, like you talk about, a lot of other stuff that go into becoming a coach. But when you've got someone saying, look, I've never done any training. Um, I just have no idea how to coach someone. And then you get that advice to, oh, well, if you can tell them how to do this, then well, I'm sell them a, a 3K or 5K program on it. And whoa, you're a coach. Wondering what you feel like that because I was a bit my client who saw that actually left the group because he saw too much of that advice and it, and it yeah. was really turning him off because he is actually quite a highly trained coach so for him it felt like I feel it felt like it was devaluing his work and efforts into building himself as a coach so it was quite interesting yeah, and I, I've seen a lot of similar things. There was one that really annoyed me, which was something along the lines of turn your side hustle into a business. And the side hustle was coaching. <laughs> I was like, God, I hate all of that language. Mm. But, I mean, you know, I suppose if you're showing someone how to do something, are you, coach, you know, if you look at the true definition of coaching, no, you're not. But there's a misunderstanding of the word in the marketplace. I and I think that's going on there, isn't it? It's like, yeah. This guy is actually selling them, just create a program and you're a coach. And so if you can tell someone how to open up a Facebook group, you're a coach. That's not technically, if we want to get technical about it, the actual case, is it? Yeah. Mind no, you, I do tell not... people how to create a Facebook group. <laughs> you know, I think, that, I think this misunderstanding of what coaching is can lead to a whole load of confusion in the marketplace. Mm. It's one of the biggest blocks to the growth of our profession. You know, I think and even a really good friend of mine approached me the other day because she had been um, looking at getting a coach and she didn't know how to go about that process. So I think there's there's lots of things going on here. And I think it comes back to this question of who do you want to be? How do you want to turn up as a coach? Do you want to be someone that just calls himself a coach because you are going to flog a how to set up a Facebook group, you know, or whatever it was, you know, the other options there that that person was going to get on sell his program for mm. or do you want to be a coach because you have been rigorous, rigorously examined in a set of principles of coaching you understand the ethics behind it you understand best practice you're conscientiously keeping abreast of developments in the marketplace you have a smattering of understanding of human psychology and organizational development and blah de, blah de, blah how do you want to be and it comes down to you know what we were talking about before Vanessa about our values yeah what exactly. does success yeah. mean for you Success for me means that I'm credible as well and that people, people think highly of me. Thriving as a coach does not just mean you, you as the coach. It means that the, your impact helps others thrive. And that's how I want to turn up. Yeah. I want to have yeah. people walk away from a coaching session with me thinking that was transformational. You know, that piece of work has really shifted things and made my life better, made me understand myself better, or whatever it is. So thriving is not just the coaching side, it's the client side as well. Yeah, I like And flogging someone a 5K program based on, yes, I can do that. So what, it's just devaluing the whole experience. And another thing that I'm gonna stir the pot with, and it has come up, um, <laughs> that particular coach client of mine, as I said, highly well-trained, coach and, and does do top top level coaching at extremely high prices to executives I will add by the way um, and, and works in that field as I said felt devalued I think in some way by that and therefore wanted to get out of that community 
The other thing that has happened for this particular client of mine is that a lot of these people that are being told, well, you just create your, your program or whatever, just call yourself a, program, a, a, a coach, um, teach them how to do something, teach them how to do something, and then sell that for three to 5K and then boom, you're a coach. He said, so what has been happening for him with these people is that when they get someone and they actually have to coach, not just instruct or here's how you do this, this is my program, but actually start to coach, he said they're stuck. They don't know what to do to actually create that transformation. So they actually get stuck. So then they're reaching out to him and saying, hey, I need help <laughs> with with actually this guy's just going around in circles, I can't shift him. So then it becomes a problem in that essence. So the, the person thinks they're actually getting a coach when really they're just getting an instructional program. When they actually need coaching, they're actually not getting it, even though that's what they're paid for. So I think that might be a bit of an issue as well that we have to that we have to bear within the industry. Of course, there's this argument that comes through that. Well, you know, um, the, the clients will learn their lesson and they'll know next time to look for the better coaches. But I kind of think that's a little bit unfair in some sense. I mean, our industry should be promoting coaching as coaching, not coaching as sell a program and you can call yourself a coach. Yeah. And it's one of those things you only know in hindsight, you know. So um, I think if you had a bad experience, then you quite quickly learn what coaching is. But as I said about my, my old school friend looking for a coach at the moment, when you're on that side of it, it's hard to know what to look for. You wouldn't. Um, you wouldn't. No. If you just think, oh, I'd like to have a coach, and you don't really know where to start or where to begin, um, and then you just see someone's branded themselves as a coach, and you kind of think, well, that looks good, you can understand that you may be thinking, well, all the coaches are meant to be the same. Yeah. And we know... Vanessa about marketing you know if you're a coach and this idea that really people will buy services of somebody that they know like and trust so there is something around the falsehood of projecting an image which isn't congruent which is this kind of you know like the kind of insta uh, image of wealth and success but actually underneath that all you have to think about how can I get an experience of working with that person? How do I understand them? Who are they really? How do they align with my values? I think there's some of that that goes on, but we can be blinded by the, by the, you know, the superficial stuff. And probably if I was 30 years younger, I would be also kind of blinded by that. Oh, well, this is the person in looking amazing in shorts and a bikini. Um, so this great program, but you know, I'm like, <laughs> knackered and cynical so it doesn't <laughs> with me anymore <laughs> I'm um before we end off because I know my battery is going a bit low here but I've got a few comments here um Amy has said I love it I guess she's talking about the the prioritizing I'm looking at my calendar and how I want to prioritize right now so good one Amy um if it matters it must go in my diary or it doesn't happen I'm a little bit like that Amy <laughs> And set right. reminders for it. <laughs> Don't calendar. write it down. <laughs> Doesn't get Go something. to airport today. <laughs> um, let's have a look. Uh, someone said mistress might get even more interested once coming along, though. <laughs> our yeah. Mistress instead of our master call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't Google on a public computer. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Amy's got a point. This is what we're talking about. Certification isn't everywhere. Amy says, I'm not, while I'm not certified, assessments are not my friend. I am highly trained in coaching specifically. And I actually know that because Amy was uh, at TCI the same as I, as I. And there's a lot of the students actually go through a lot of that training at that time when I was there, but didn't actually do the assessments. So it's not that they got the actual certification, but they got a whole lot of training um, as well so I mean and so they're highly trained as a coach so I think the thing about assessments and certification and accreditation and all of that stuff is it helps differentiate you in the marketplace there are some really successful and wonderful coaches that don't have that mm. but I just think nowadays 
it makes life easier um, when there's a lot of these, you know, they didn't exist. The kind of buy my program for five great K and call yourself a coach types. That wasn't mm. around when mm. I started out. So I think it's increasingly useful to have, you know, for especially if you want to work globally. Yeah, for that differentiation, absolutely, isn't it? Like if you've got yeah. these dudes out there or guys and then you can stand out and say, hey, I've got the certification and they haven't because yeah. they went into this marketing group and said, I'm confused, I don't know how to coach. And I was, and they were told, oh, look, just teach someone how to open up a Facebook group, charge 3K for it and call yourself a coach. That's going to differentiate you as someone who perhaps is um, more committed and serious about what you're actually delivering for starters. Also differentiating you from the people who have done that first move that we've talked about and then got to the point where they've got the client, things are starting to get difficult because the client actually does need coaching and not just how to open up a Facebook group and they can't do it. And that causes a problem as well. <laughs> still have some of those, those, but we still have, you know, this is why I also offer coach supervision, Vanessa. And actually, you know, those those thoughts, shit, I'm a bit stuck here, still happen. I'm a really experienced coach and sometimes it happens to me. And I'm a coach supervisor. I think I told you that the time my client was getting the 360 feedback and he was that he was defensive. When I was giving them the feedback, he was being defensive. My thoughts immediately were, can't wait to take this conversation to my supervisor, my coaching supervisor. And actually then I thought, I'm a coach, I need to name it. <laughs> but so these thoughts, they, they still happen, but it's what do you do with them? Yeah, I just think yeah. when you've had that training and you've got you know, yeah. behind you, you're not going, you might, I mean, I know the same thing. I was on a call the other night and I was like, oh, <laughs> what do I do here? But then, <laughs> but then you're able to go, okay, well, you know, just let me sit with this for a moment and then it will come out. Maybe we might yeah. for these people, they can meet some challenging clients or some challenging situations where it's not just about instructing them what to do. You do actually have to coach and they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, let me have a look here before we finish off. And I think that's just while you're looking, that's that's exactly it. You know, instructing is about sharing, telling information. And when you're coaching, your client is the best, has the best knowledge of the information about them. So you, you don't know, you never know, but it's the process that's important here. And that's the skill set. Holding the space is a skill set. Yeah, which I don't feel that you know if you haven't really been taught how to do that or no exactly um then I think your most instant response it would be to try and tell them what to do yeah fill the gap with information exactly mm. rather than like you say holding the space I mean we mm. know to just shut up sometimes <laughs> in a session but I think for them that wouldn't be an obvious thing they're like oh they're paying me for information I need yeah to and, and that exactly this bit that bit here is where the value piece comes in as well it's the I have to give value here they're paying me mm. and actually the value is the space mm, right. that's yeah. the value yeah and I you think you need, to, you, know. you need to have some sort of coach training to start to I mean to to get that information early they might find it out but it might take them a long long time because they're so busy trying to fill that space yeah, um, yeah. we were actually taught that in our coach training towards our certification so you know we knew that silence is not only okay but it's a good thing sometimes too yeah and without that knowledge one of the most powerful questions you can ask is <laughs> in silence there's yeah. nothing yeah um but i think without that knowledge and training and not having been taught that and just said you, oh, you're here to tell them how to build a Facebook group, call yourself a coach. And I think when you get that information and you think I'm here to tell them what to do, you're going to fill that space. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. But um, I just think it's one of, the, one of the things that's going, that's wrong at the moment within things. So everyone, I would encourage you to, if you want to really get into thriving as a coach, and also learning how to become a better coach. Um, come on to the webinar. I'm trying to find you another name for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But let's just keep I'm it thinking. simple and call it a webinar. Let's come on to the webinar with Mariana. And it is around that roadmap 
that you will be creating for yourself as a coach. Um, and you get some free freebie goodies. That sounds like they're going to be fun to play with as well, Mariana. And I'm hoping that it can be as interactive as possible. You know, it's going to be, uh, there'll be lots of opportunity to ask questions and to chat and to take part. So this is a kind of a bring your bring your queries along and we'll try and map it out. We'll, you know, this is supposed to be a useful chunk of time for you. Yeah, no, it would be great. Um, so that's on next week, actually. So guys, yeah, next Wednesday. Now. Yeah, start getting registering now. Like we've been talking about it now. Time to start some take, take some action and get onto that. Um, Amy's just added, there's plenty of comments there from people, but she's just added, without feedback and being observed, it takes way longer to uncover the learnings for ourselves. I'd agree with that. That's why having um, training with a good, proper coach mentor and not one of the marketing guys telling you, how, showing you how to sell a program. But yes, by all means, learn how to sell programs. It's essential information. It is actually something that I, can, I teach as well. But I'm also very, very in the belief that um, to truly be a coach, we also need to learn from amazing coach mentors like yourself, Mariana. Yeah, and I shared in the first time we met Vanessa, I shared some techniques that you can do some of this work yourself. In my full programme, there's a whole chunk of time about developing your professional competency, which will include a load of stuff about how to set up triad work and observation work and how to do this work yourself and analyse your own coaching. I think the other thing, though, that we've talked, we talked about before, Vanessa, is people will have a tendency to go off and buy the next course, the next programme, the next marketing thing and not implement it. You are a congruent and authentic voice for how to develop your you know, your coaching business and your presence and the way that you turn up as a coach. And people don't need to go and buy the five brand to set up a, a Facebook group program because they found you already. It's like, just do the stuff. Stop clocking up information, just implement it. <laughs> I was just thinking, it might be tough to sell a 5K how to set up a Facebook group course or program because there's people out there doing it for 35 bucks. So it's... <laughs> yeah but there's people you know there is and this is the other balance isn't it between value value and pricing and all of that stuff you know there's people selling how to be a coach course for 17 dollars. i think i saw one for so it's you know but you get what you pay for <laughs> largely you know um yeah um Gee just made an interesting comment just before we leave too, before my phone goes bleep and we lose all internet, um, saying that it's very, it seems very common in many of the coaching, um, in many of the coaching trainings, you get the tools um, and you get to see, and, and they see the tools that you're getting as the coaching. It's an interesting comment. And, and I think yeah. to disagree, it's true as well. It's like the tools are the coaching. And I think, that then um, has those people believing that that's what the coaching is. It's the tool. Yeah. So and that's, that's, point, that's been my journey away from that into mastery. And I said, I don't like this idea of mastery, but that's been my journey now. You know, I've, mm. I've done a lot of training and I'm one of the highest credentialed coaches now. And um, yeah, it's give up on the tools. You don't need them. They actually get in the way of great transformational deep coaching. So yeah, that's yeah. the journey I, I've taken. I agree. And I mean, you know, when I uh, people come into the Spotlight program, they do get tools. There's no doubt about it because I teach you how to do all that stuff. Um, but there is an element of also making sure that I also am in my deep coaching roots as well, which like you, I'm all trained in as well. Um, it's nice to bring that balance in, you know, and I mean, you know, you're even. I'm. I'm even excited about the tools that you're giving us with on the on the webinar. But it's still, as I said, it's that balance between the tool and the fact that you're actually coaching as well. Yeah, exactly well, that. Not, and it's a different. It's it is a webinar. It's not a. Co I'm not doing a group coaching session next no, week. Different. You know, yeah. if it's you still know, going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, it will be. But it's a different process. It is more imparting information and having a you know, facilitated conversation. Mm. I'm not setting out to say that I'm going to be coaching everybody on that call. I'm happy right, to, but that's a different a contract. <laughs> <laughs> Which, 
again comes down to the words that you use. Webinar like is a good word to use in the sense that people understand, well, I won't be getting individual coaching. Sometimes I think some of the words, um, other words can imply that. That's a whole yeah. different story. Um, so I'm glad I got a little bit of pot stirring in today. Nobody seems to have taken offence yet. So we'll see <laughs> No lawsuits being served or anything. Not yet by some of the Must try harder. <laughs> Whenever I bring this up, Mariana, I always get some Moa the marketing dudes um, not liking what they hear, but not to worry. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me, Amy. It's been a pleasure. And um, Mariana, if you haven't caught some of the other chats we've done, we've done two other previous this as well. And everyone's been saying that they've really been enjoying listening in on the conversations as well. So if you have missed them, you'll actually find them in what Facebook have now termed the guides tab. It used to be units. So now in the Facebook group, Facebook just changed it just the other day to guide. Great. I'm behind. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that was, I only found out today. I was looking to put some new stuff in the units. So in the units tab, you will actually find the previous conversations I've had with Mariana. So if you want to catch the other ones that we've done, by all means, jump into the guides tab, formerly known as units, and you will find them in there along with a whole lot of other stuff as well. But catch up with these first. And I do encourage you to, if you haven't, um, if you're really interested in getting uh, more real knowledge on how to create this roadmap to become a better coach and to thrive as a professional coach to jump in onto that webinar with Mariana as well. Brilliant. Thank you so much and I'll see you again. We're gonna have another chat next week as well. Bye for now everyone. I'll just stop this <laughs> before my battery runs out. <laughs>